This is E4TC Radio. Radio. When the last time that you've been to any church and people were totally healed, people were totally delivered. I didn't say emotional. I say totally healed, totally delivered. Or people walked in off the street and they were passing by and they were even going to go somewhere else, but something drew them into that place. When, when, when the last time you've been to a church like that? Welcome to Conversations. I'm your host, Imamu. Tonight, you will hear from Prophetess Brenetta Bowser of Ephesians 4 Training Center in Houston, Texas. As she spoke a couple of years ago, prophetically concerning the apostolic prophetic sound which must come forth out of the church. She spoke prophetically. She spoke sincerely. She spoke directly to us all as to what the Lord is looking for and expecting from each and every congregation. There is a sound that must utter from the local assembly. There is a sound which must go out into the world. But right now we don't hear that sound and this is some of the things that she will be discussing. Intermittingly, you will hear Prophetess Bowser interceding and bringing forth that prophetic sound during a service recently. A week later, that that particular church began to experience a revival, a resurgence, and an initiation of this sound. We hope that you enjoy what you're about to hear. Go to church. We may sing some songs of praise, maybe worship, depending on the type of church, and you prayerfully hear a good word. Preacher preaches a good word. And that's pretty much what you get when you go to church, but that's not my expectation. I mean, I would like to feel the real tangible presence of God and see the revelation and the manifestation of His glory, if, if at all possible. I know He can do it. He wants to do it. I, I believe that. But now you're talking about, as an individual, getting into a prayer situation where you actually, tangibly, literally are in God's presence and and hearing what he has to say directly. I want to know how is that accomplished? How do you get to that place? I have a question. Have you ever been where you know beyond a shadow of a doubt you were, you were in the presence of God? Just want, just you and God. You didn't have no organ. You didn't have no. You know. You know. But you're a shadow of, of doubt. You were in the presence of God. Yes. Okay. For lack of better of a better term, I, I don't like. I, I I don't like the term because church and the church name and them have everything must have a formula and I don't like that that it has to be a formula 
There's times when I know beyond a shadow of a doubt it was just God and me. And when it was just God and I, I didn't have music. I, I, I didn't have any of that. It was just everything was shut off. It was just total quietness. It was just me really just telling God how much I love him, laying on my face and just tell him that I just wanted him. That I just wanted him. I didn't ask him for anything personal. I just told him that I just laid there and I just said, I want you to do this and do that. But I knew that I was in his presence. And I, I laid there and, and, and when I knew I was in his presence, it's like I didn't want to leave from that place. You know how people say that when you're in church, the presence of God is there and then they go yeah. on to something else. Yeah. I could not do that. It was for a while. I had just laid there. I could not go to the next thing or move or get up or write or do anything. I was really in his presence. So I don't have a formula about being in the presence of God. The only thing I know is that you cut out everything. I know that I had to plead the blood of Jesus over my mind because I know that a lot of times... Um, I don't know if it has happened to you when you say, even with prayer, that like plead the blood of Jesus over my mind about my mind being renewed. I don't have all these other outside interference try to come in and interrupt. 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 Yeah. So that is something I know that you have to do. But I don't have a formula to say, well, you know, if you do this, this is going to bring his presence. And if you do that, that's going to bring his presence. The only thing I know is been several times, well, more than several times where I just lay before him and I just say, God, here I am. I just want you. I don't have a list of things. I just want I just want to hear you. I just want to be here with you. So I don't have a formula. No, I don't think I was asking no, for No, no, no. Well, I'm just saying a lot of people... Expect some A, B, C, and D. I, yeah. And I don't have that. I don't have that. Well, you know, if you bring in this... This worship song, uh, this praise song, and then it's going to gradually, because on Sunday mornings, that's what the church do. Mm -hmm. I don't have that. For instance, when you left this morning, just for a few minutes, I said, God, okay, God, you are on me about this sound. What is this sound? What is it? And... The Lord just had me to start praying in my prayer language. It's following the leading, whatever the Holy Spirit did. He just had me to start praying in my prayer language. And he just started telling me about how the sound is going to bring about the spiritual earthquake. The sound is what's going to bring about the deliverance. The sound is what's going to bring about the repentance and the healing and the deliverance. That's all he kept telling me. He just had me to pray in my prayer language. Hallelujah. They're doing stuff in dark uh, behind closed doors, God. Yes, Lord. Let them, Father, let it be exposed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Not to embarrass them. Yes, Lord. Not to shame them, God. Yes, but we're knowing what we're dealing with, God. Yes. Like the woman of God says, we need to know the snake. So 
we can yes. cut the snake's head off, God. Yes, in the name of Jesus. 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 Glory to your name, God. And those, Father, who are not doing right by, by paying their tithes and offering. Now, God, we call right now in the name of Jesus to get their hearts, God. Even right now, as the prayers go for God, let a spirit of conviction fall upon them, God, because they're not doing it from a place of lack. They're doing it from a place, God, that they're mad. They're angry, God. They're doing it from that position, God. I don't know how he's going to do it. So you're saying it's instantaneous, it's spontaneous, it's not a formula. It is your submission to him. Yes. And and his response to your submission. He's honoring your submission. Yes. This morning, this is what I said to God, and I'm being honest. I say, God, there is so much going on here. This is what the Lord told me. Focus on the sound. <laughs> I'm releasing the sound. So it's like you, you need to focus on what I'm telling you. You're not going to be able to follow my <coughs> instructions and hear what I need to focus when you're focusing on your surroundings. Do you know that that takes a lot for us as a people because when you have all this stuff going on in the natural, that takes a lot for us. In the natural, because we're looking at, we got all of this going on in the natural. And the Lord is saying, mm-mm, mm-mm, it's time. I've been telling you about the sound. I've been telling you about this and that, but, but the time is now. And it's like, okay, God, so you really even have to be at a place in your faith, <laughs> in your walk with God, knowing that you just stay Focus and do what he's telling you to do. He already got all of this. Does that make sense what I'm saying? He, are, he, he already, not that you're ignorant to the fact, a lack of knowledge of what's going on in your natural. It's really like, like the prophets in the Old Testament, they were all in bondage. Sometimes, you know, bondage. Yeah, for the but, most part, yeah. But they did, they did what God told them to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like at this one, are you gonna do? Because it was a pre- they had to do that during bondage because there was going to be a time of release and there had to be a preparation for the people so that when they were released, they would already know what was expected of them as being God's people. Exactly. So now, God has already given. If all of us would really be honest and go back, whether it's been a um, dreams, vision, spoken, written word, God has already given all of us a glimpse of our destiny. Would you agree with that? I believe that's true. So we already know. Or should know. Should know mm-hmm. that we win. Yes, we should know that. In, we, the, in the long run, we win. We, we win. Yeah. We already know what he has said, who, who, who we are, what we're going to do, where we're going. So what the problem come, where the problem comes is that we get stuck in the process of getting to destiny. Mm. And when we get stuck on the process of destiny... That's where a lot of times that we lose it in the process. 
So it's like God is telling me about this sound. So if I get stuck in the process of because what we're doing now, you know, Lord, my husband, you know, doesn't have his job. We're looking at this. We're looking at that. that, that, that. If I stay there, I die doing process spiritually. And you don't advance. You can't walk. I can't, you can't I, walk on the path toward destiny. Dead, dead woman walking. <laughs> so to speak. People are talking about that sound. They're starting to talk about the sound uh, uh, now. Mm-hmm. But you was given that years five, ago. at least five years that I can remember. And even the earthquake was before that. Yeah. And now the there, now there's people. Who have and, and God bless them. They they have a chance to be on a platform, whatever. But they're not only talking about one of those, but they're kind of combining the two things. They see the combination of both the earthquake and the sound, but one precedes the other, and one changes the dynamics of everything. Mm-hmm. But you was given that a long time ago, and now it's resurfacing because the time is short. Yeah. So- for instance, those Hall brothers, Kevin Hall, Todd Hall, people already know what to expect when they come. Mm-hmm. You understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? With the sound, you can't pinpoint the, the anointing to sound like that. You can't say, oh, I know, blah, blah, blah. You don't know how God is going to do it. You don't know how he's going to release it. You don't know if he's going to release it one time through intercession. You know, you don't know if he's going to release it through a spoken word, through a written word. You don't know how he's going to tell you to release the sound. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. So you can't pinpoint this like you do. You know, oh, I know when the hope they're going to do A, B, C, da, 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 and that's danger. That's, that's really dangerous for, especially when it comes to the prophetic, for someone to be able to pinpoint. That really would border witchcraft. Yeah. The sound is not like that. And that's what the Lord was telling me this morning. Because this morning he just had me praying in my prayer language and was telling me what the sound is going to release in the earth realm. I don't know all that. I don't know how much he's going to give me at one time, at each time that I'm before him. But I knew, know that what is going to unlock and what is going to release in the earth realm. I know that assignments, the remnant that will release the sound, are very strategic places that he will have to release the sound because the assignments are strategic we should know that wherever he sends us it will unlock free and release some things in the earth realm in that local assembly as well so they will never be the same yeah you're not just showing up to be showing up and when you do worship after that, you won't find people walking around talking and uh, being nonchalant and uh, piddling with their cell phones and stuff because the focus will be different. Yeah, it should. The sound is going to be made differently from different people. 
Because if I remember when you was talking about the sound some years ago, there was an apostolic sound. There's, There's a an prophetic. apostolic prophetic sound that must be released in the earth realm. You got to remember, according to the, the scripture, where the God says that why did he send the apostles and the prophets. And that's where the sound is coming from. For the perfection of the saints. Yeah. So this sound goes forth. We don't know what it sounds like. We know that it's coming. But the sound will inevitably produce the earthquake. When we accept the assignments, we're going to know we have released the sound because of when people are talking about the shift, but everything in that local assembly, that region, that territory will shift because of the sound that we were sent there to release. And that's why we're going to know that the sound was released there. Oh, you, you're going to know. To your knowledge, as far as you can determine or discern, the sound, is it a sound of destruction of what presently exists or a sound of occupation? You mean occupation? What occupies the, the, uh, the, the earth right now is the world system. It is a sound of uprooting that that is not of God. So it's a destructive sound to that entity and that group. When an earthquake happens, it uproots things and you have to rebuild. Yes. And that's what this sound is going to uproot things so God's government can be established. His orders, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's heavy strategy. That's not my strategy. So this is a download. You get during this time of quiet intercession, mm -hmm. quiet um, time with God. Mm -hmm. Lord, yes, Lord. We come against that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name, God. Let your glory fill this place, God. Yes, Lord. Let yes, your Lord. Glory yes, Lord. Fill
into that place. When, when, when the last time you've been to a church like that? I remember once when I ministered someplace. I remember that. That the people came in off the street, sitting in the car, they were either the drinking man, or getting high the or young, something. The man, he was getting high on and, crack cocaine. And heard. He hadn't been home. He had got paid on Friday. He was on a, on a bench. And never said Sunday. He got him something to eat. And he was drawn to the word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember a time um, where you or I were at a New Year's Eve service, and it was a no. It wasn't New Year's Eve service. It was a service uh, for somebody uh, had a global time framed prayer initiative. And the, uh, they had a replica years. of the Ark of the Covenant come in, and there was such a hush. We felt the presence of God at that moment. And one time at a church that we belonged to, uh, a couple of times, uh, there was just a, a, a dynamic, spontaneous outpouring and a roar. I remember it, it started at one side of the sanctuary, and just it's just like a wave, and it flowed all the way to the next wall, and it bounced back, and it was a beautiful thing, and everybody was calling out upon the name of the Lord. People were crying and stretched out on the floor, and I mean, that was a great experience. I will never, ever forget, but after 25 years of ministry, I can recall two or three instances where it was anything remotely like that, and yet I have not adequately covered the question that you asked me because everybody wasn't healed, everybody wasn't delivered, but those were situations where it was there. <clears throat> you know, I re recall a scripture where Jesus was in a certain place and the Bible says that the Sadducees and the Pharisees were present. They had this one little sentence that, asked, that doesn't even fit in with the rest of the storyline. It says, and the power of the Lord was there to heal them. And then it went on with the rest of the story. Now, they never got their healing. They never got their deliverance. But the power to do so was there. And I always took that scripture to mean that they missed it. They were so focused on who they were, what they were about, what they felt like they had to accomplish when it concerns Jesus, that they missed the opportunity to actually be free from all that bondage and all that weight. And I think the church is in a condition like that right now. I think the reason why the sound and the earthquake must happen is because the power of the Lord was there to heal us and we missed the opportunity. So he's making an opportunity for everyone now. The, the Bible says the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. And on Sunday mornings, what frustrates me, everybody, oh, well, the Spirit of the Lord is here. But then you have altar calls and the same people come up Sunday after Sunday. So if the Spirit of the Lord is there and there's liberty. Liberty means to be free, right? Why are they coming up there every Sunday then? And, and they've been coming up there every Sunday for years. So 
if the Spirit of the Lord is really there, and I've been at the church for five years, why do I have to go up there every Sunday for not, not a different issue, for the same issue, if the Spirit of the Lord is really there? I, I have a better question. If the Spirit of the Lord is truly there, why do you have an altar call? That's even a better one. Because if the scripture is true, when his presence is there, the liberty has already been distributed. So you should, need, you should not even have to have a need for an altar call. The cross is the altar. Mm -hmm. For the New Testament believer, for the Old Testament believer, there's a brazen altar and a sacrificial altar. But they didn't have the Spirit of the Lord working with them like that. The cross is our altar. What more do you actually need as far as an altar than that? And if the Spirit of the Lord is present, it, that's after. Mm -hmm. That's post-cross activity. What's the real need for an altar call? Because usually it's been my experience in church, altar calls happen toward the end of service. So you've been oh. sitting there all that time. Well, some some of them don't. Some, some of them, them don't. Them, that's just my yeah, experience. I said. Yeah, some some of them do them before the word. The word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but if the this sound, sound and this and the earthquake. Yeah. If the sound is released. You don't need the altar call. No. Um, it seems that when this sound is released, it's close to a last effort spiritually. To get it all together before the return of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because a confrontation between good and evil is going to be that dynamic. Yeah. And he's looking for a, a more perfected spiritual environment in the earth realm. And you know what? That's on us. Exactly. That, that's not on, on, on the Father and that's not on Christ. That's really on us. Yeah. We need to prepare a people that's prepared to make that kind of effort. So we have to do something or be about something to know that when we hear the sound of the witches and we hear the sound of the enemy, that our sound, is, is, it has to be there too, somewhere. Because they're making sounds now. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing. Scriptures tells us about the power and the authority that the Father has already um, given us. Correct? Yes. I would say, in my spiritual observation, we still have not fulfilled Genesis about having dominion mm -hmm. yet. And is my spiritual observation, we, we need to understand about our power and our authority, that it is really irrelevant and insignificant about the witches, the warlocks, the wizards, the soothsayers, and all of them. Because our power and our authority is greater. And as believers, we cannot tuck our head and always running away from uh, 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 witches, warlocks, witchcraft, and all of this. We must understand that our authority and power and our sound is supposed to destroy them and their works and I, I, I think that uh, a lot of people say ooh that's spooky wooky wooky and you know and they'll say oh well they can't do nothing to me and a lot of people don't think that it's real 
and uh, and you and I know that it is real. So I think that we really need to focus more on, our, on what the word says about our authority and our power, and we need to exercise. We need to activate it. We need to activate it. Then exercise it. And then and then exercise it because a lot of people, the people say, well, you know, the Bible. It's like reading a story. Keep on reading it like a, it's a story if you want to, okay? Because you, you read Dr. Seuss books and Jack and Jill and all of them, you can't activate Jack and Jill. You can't activate Dr. Green Eggs and Ham. So you keep reading the Bible like you're reading Dr. Seuss and all of them if you want to. You're going to forever live a defeated, beat-up life. Like I said, one of my favorite scriptures that I tell everybody, anybody that know me is Luke ten nineteen. Because to me, that sums it up in a nutshell. You know, so uh, they, they made the power and authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing. Nothing. And what's behind nothing? Nothing. What's in front of nothing? Nothing. By any means shall harm thee. A powerful piece of scripture. Yeah. So it tells you who you who you are. So you're able to look a witch, a warlock, a wizard, a soothsayer, and all the mother rutabatas and rutapooters and all the mothers in there. I said, really, really, hmm. really. I think you've heard me tell them, devil, you don't want none. <laughs> You want to play, but you really don't want none. You think you do, but you really don't want none. So I'm just tired of so us. So the sound empowers. The sound destroys, uproot, turn over the things that are not of God. So the things that are of God can be established, and and it builds up. Mm, okay, it builds up God's army. And that's what I was the saying. Believers. It, 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 for the believers who don't understand completely Luke, your scripture, in 10, Luke 19, 10, 19 mm-hmm. uh, that it empowers them to be exactly that. Mm-hmm. When the enemy's works are completely destroyed, the people of God are completely empowered. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, <clears throat> What people need to understand, too, is we're coming to a time where the, um, I'm getting ready to say a lot of people are going to disagree, but the Bible says that when the wicked are in position, the people mourn, but when the righteous are in position, Mm -hmm. the people rejoice. Rejoice. Mm -hmm. And they also go, and people need to understand that's not just in your everyday work life, you know, secular work. That's also in the body of Christ. Because we got unrighteous people, I don't care what their title is, that's in the pulpit. So the sound, I mean, that's, that has to be some things that's really. Now I'll put a different wrinkle on, your, on, on what you're saying. That sound is going to disturb. Those folks you just mentioned. Yes. Inside the house. Yes. And you know that that sound is being produced when the people who are supposed to be in leadership have somebody speaking that is producing that sound and they don't like it 
and they'll come behind and try to mop it up or clean it up and put it back the way it was before you got there. Yeah. Because you're disturbing their thing. Yeah. But their thing is not of God. Their thing is of them because they're doing their own kingdom or whatever the case might be. Yeah. You will not get invited back. You will not be talked about kindly. You you know, you'll have all these things because you did what God told you to do. And that's inside the house. So you, there's a double battle going on, but the sound permeates all of that. It will, it will neutralize everything that is not of God. Exactly. Then comes the earthquake.